Okay, and now the presentation that you've been waiting for. Let's get this started. Please welcome our first presenter, Nick Leibert. Strategy Realty possesses two decades of industry experience, which has made him a sought-after sales coach and car top producer. He also has started a second company, Nick Liber Development, which focuses on revitalizing urban properties and beautifying neighborhoods. Known for his savvy use of social media and his ability to streamline his business into efficient systems, Nick's leadership has helped his brokerage accelerate to success. He is currently on the Car and Illinois Realtors Board of Directors. Woo! Welcome, Nick. Good morning, guys. Thank you for very much uh, for having me here. I always love YPN. Uh, you guys have been awesome. Uh, since when the market crashed, um, YPN really has taken a leadership role in educating, throwing events. Um, YPN and WCR both. I just saw so many leaders come out of YPN and WCR when everybody else just seemed to kind of fall off and nobody was doing any events anymore. Nobody was doing any trainings. YPN, WCR, those were the two that people said, okay, you know what, it costs nothing to come to these events or very, very little. The education that came out of that, it's what got me through the downward trend. It's what I got a lot of you guys through it. And now to look at some of the quote unquote alumni of YPN leadership and the regulars of WCR leadership um, that are now on the CAR board of directors, the IR board of directors, the national board of directors, it's amazing. So this is a pool for tremendous talent here in Chicago. So to be speaking to you guys versus sitting back and chowing down on a really good breakfast for free, um, it's pretty cool to be up here. Um, I'm gonna do a couple things today. I know I don't have too much time, I'm already ticking down one minute I see. Um, that thing is gonna give me anxiety this whole time. Uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna fly through um, a 12 uh, step process but really only focus on the things that are going to directly affect your business relating to technology. Because what we're finding is some of you guys in this room and all the rooms I talk to and the agents I coach at Exit and not at Exit, you know, people are doing stuff in their business that is wasting time. People are not using the technology that's right in front of you or literally $5 or a free app away. And we're seeing tremendous inefficiencies. And here's what we all secretly kind of know or are whispering in the back of our minds and to our friends and family is that we think this market's going to shift at some point. We've had a really, really good for the last couple of years. Would you guys agree with that? Yes. So if we've had a really good and the interest rates, a lot of people are saying are going to go up and inventory is at these critically record low levels. I'm sure I'm not the only one in the room. I know I'm not the only one in the room because I talked to a lot of you guys that are out there saying, okay, you know what? This buyer of mine decided to renew their lease. This buyer of mine is gonna wait for the property values to go down because they feel it's overheated. There's some people that are stepping back out of the market. So that should make us nervous. That should also make you want to get as much inventory as possible out the door now. But I'm seeing, again, a lot of inefficiencies in the business. So of these 12 steps, I'm gonna fly through uh, a couple and I'm gonna elaborate on a couple. Uh, take this down, a couple pieces of information down real quick. Number one, if you guys have any questions about this after this, I'm gonna do a much more full um, digital version of this. This is not the best room to have a PowerPoint, I was told, I definitely agree, actually being on the other side of the tables. Um, I don't know how we would have done that today. So I'm actually gonna go through a webinar today at 1 p.m. that expands on a couple of these topics. So if you guys 
Um, don't have all the time in the world to ask questions after this. If you want to see a little bit more of what I've been doing and experimenting with, I'm going to show you live at 1 p.m. Um, you're going to go to a uh, website called join.me. So the address is join.me slash Nick Libert. Join.me slash Nick Libert. That's N-I-C-K-L-I-B-E-R-T. Um, and that's at 1 p.m. today. And that's going to be a live webinar. So if you guys have any further questions that you're like, okay, Nick, you talk way too fast. Somebody was choking on the meal next to me. This is how we're going to get through this, okay? Um, the other thing, if you guys want all my contact information or I do speak too fast and you didn't even get that link down, um, you can just uh, download my digital business card. You just text LIBERT, so that's L-I-B-E-R-T, to 85377. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and get through this. We are gonna have time for Q&A at the end. I'm really excited to hear our other presenter. I've never heard him speak before. I've heard really good things, so I wanna make sure that he has all his time uh, allotted as well. So first step of 12, connect with your database right now. Here's what we know. You guys don't have enough contact with your database. We're relying on these nice monthly e-newsletters that all the managing brokers, including myself, told you guys was the best thing in the world over the last four or five years. Most of your clients have either unsubscribed, they've got a new email address, or they are not reading those things. We have to have personal contact with their database. So of item number one, if you've sold anybody a house, or if you know anybody with a house, or condo, or whatever it is, a property right now, you need to get them a cloud CMA. How many guys are already using cloud CMA regularly? Not enough hands going up in the room. If you're not using cloud CMA, it is the easiest thing in the world to spit out quick, area information without having to do a bunch of work to it. Spit that thing out and go knock on their door. Send it to them in the mail. Do anything besides send them another email because they are emailed out. Um, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. A lot of you guys have connected with me on LinkedIn. I've got a blog on there. I've noticed people are adding me on LinkedIn and then spamming me like once every three days to try to get my business. That is not a technique, but that's also kind of repelling a lot of our clients and consumers as they're getting spammed more and more. They're like, all right, I see Nick's newsletter. I'm, I'm unsubscribed to that too. I'm on email overload. So send them a cloud CMA. If you're not using that, get in touch with them right now and, and uh, get connected with that. Second thing, holding events. Um, if you guys are not using a 12-month marketing calendar, download one right now. I'm going to show you guys this afternoon a link to do that. Um, get that 12-month marketing calendar going and have a monthly event. If you guys are not personally using Eventbrite, you actually have used it because that's how you got your ticket to today and any other car event that we've used recently. Um, Eventbrite is genius because it basically does three-quarters of the work for making these events for you. Again, we're going away from just the e-newsletters, guys. We have to get in front of people. So Cloud CMA was item one. Item two is holding events. Use Eventbrite. It does 90% of the work for you from start to finish. When I held events before, some of you have been to my events, I'm not the king of logistics. I hate logistics. Eventbrite basically is your event manager. The third one, um, FISBOs and expireds. I'm not going to go too farther into that, but FISBOs and expireds, if you're not talking to them to get the inventory that these consumers critically need, you are missing the boat. Nobody wants to talk to them because it's a difficult conversation. Use Landvoice to get their information or some other um, you know, place like that, I really don't care where you go, but you've got to get back in touch with FISBOs and expireds. And then I'm going to show you later a couple other ideas to boost those uh, FISBOs and expireds once you get the listing. Um, explaining your inventory needs online. If you are not creating graphics to explain to people what's going on with the inventory, if you're not using the car fast stats, how many guys use car fast stats? Oh, wow. Okay. More hands need to go up. Car fast stats. You just go on the chicagorealtor.com website, 
and find fast stats. It is a font of graphics. You don't have to be a graphic designer. We've got a graphic designer in my office. I figured out my agents are really bad with graphic design. They were creating like sketch art, you know, etch a sketch mess. Um, Car has a bunch of stuff. IR has a bunch of statistics. Articulate in a graphic what's going on with the market so that if your people are completely tuned out to every other way, if they're on your social media, now they're gonna be able to see that stuff. Car fast stats is great. Number five, your buyer searches must be urgent. If you're not already using the feature in the Connect MLS that allows you to have that search set up twice a day, you're missing out. Your clients are missing out. I'm seeing people go, oh, I got this in my search yesterday, now I look today. You need to tell your clients that you're gonna send it to them twice a day and use the feature right in the auto prospector, have it send out at seven in the morning, because number one, it makes you look like you're up at seven, even if you're not, hope you are. It just sends it at seven in the morning because that gets all the night owl agents that input themselves between 5 p.m. and midnight and 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. I don't know when these people sleep, but maybe they don't. And then at the other time that I send it is 5 p.m. because then that hits everybody that during the day had the opportunity to give it to their uh, admin or whoever does it in inputting in their office or that they did it themselves during the day. So 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. have that double twice a day search. How many of you guys are using Facebook and Instagram stories already? Okay, some of you guys. How many of you guys have your Instagram set up so that there are three to four highlights already in your Instagram? Here's what's happening, guys. Very few of you. Your Instagram now is kind of like become a commercial, which is not supposed to be. If you look at the celebrities, I don't want to mention the, the Jenners and, and the Kardashians, but they've, they've somehow got something figured out that we don't, and they're getting millions of dollars in endorsements and 12 million viewers and likes on every post. You notice that their stuff is very cleverly not a commercial. It's very visual. And at the same time, at the top of theirs, and almost every other celebrity that's making money through endorsements and product placement has Instagram highlights at the top. So if somebody goes and looks at your Instagram and the last four things you posted as a regular post is mess, and you know here's my latest listing and blah, 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 they can't figure out your value proposition unless they scroll down through all your other pictures. And I can't guarantee you that even mine, when I try to do it the right way, looks the way I want it to. So the highlights stick the best stories you've got and it's right up at the top. Same way with Facebook stories. Facebook wants to be video. We're gonna talk about Facebook Live in a minute. But Facebook, they're shoving the stories right at the top because they're trying to make it a thing. Even though Facebook owns Instagram, they're still competing with Instagram. So Facebook stories and Instagram stories is a way to shove your content to the top when your posts are no longer getting liked or placed where they should be. Facebook Live, I said I was gonna talk about it, I'm gonna talk about it real quick. Facebook Live, the queen of Facebook Live is right in the front row, Marky Lemons. So um, if you really wanna know about Facebook Live, talk to here, but here's what I'm doing real quick. Facebook Live shoves that content to the top because Facebook does not own YouTube. They're mad that they, they really can't compete in a lot of ways with YouTube on video. So they're making their Facebook Live shoved to the top so they fe you feel like you do have video content on Facebook. Here's what I do, I repurpose my Facebook Live. I do a Facebook Live regularly, I announce it in advance what the topic is, I then put the Facebook Live up. It's messy, it's raw, it's unedited. Half the time I'm reading from my laptop, I'm screwing up, people are walking in the background one time and a dog run through. Um, just not always you know, prime time. However, it's better because it's shoving the content to the top. At the same time, you then repurpose it. You click the three buttons on the right-hand side of the Facebook Live. You can't do it from a, uh, a mobile device. You've got to do it from a desktop or a laptop or, an iPod, or a Mac, but not an iPad. You click on those three buttons, and it will allow you to download the video. 
you then have a video for your YouTube. What are you doing then? You're recreating content. You're repurposing content. So you now have a library on YouTube. If we are not already connected on YouTube, connect with me on YouTube. You will see I'm building playlists of things. I've got consumer inf information, agent information. My YouTube channel now, when someone goes, Nick, well, what if this property doesn't appraise out? Hold on, I'm gonna send you a video about that. Watch this and then call me right after and, and let's talk about it. Most of the time they go, that, thank you, that answered all my questions. Wow, that's a cool library you have. And that's the end of the discussion. I've saved myself time, I've positioned myself as an expert, and strangers are magically finding me now through this YouTube channel. So people are going, oh, well, I don't have enough time to do that. Well, if you're not doing Facebook Live, you're missing out on video. If you're not doing YouTube, you're missing out on video. Your clients are then meeting someone like me who goes out on a listing appointment against you and shows you the videos, and you don't have video. Have I sold a house using video? No, I have not. Have I gotten some leads? Yes, but they've not directly closed a house. Have I turned around and used that though as a value proposition and won the listing? Absolutely, and the listing did, did then sell. If you guys aren't checking in on what your online profiles look like, that's a mess, okay? Uh, I'm going online and realizing realtor.com, you guys don't have your cell phone information, you've got the office number that rings to somebody else's voicemail, you don't have any graphics on it. Make sure that realtor.com, that your information is correct on there. If you're not paying for the showcase listings or the Advantage Pro listing, something like that, consider doing it because otherwise they're selling your leads to somebody else. So if your brokerage doesn't have it, we paid for it for the brokerage, but it was ridiculously expensive, you need to individually pay for that. Otherwise, the leads on your own listings are getting sold to someone else at another company. Um, if you're not using a, how many guys are using an autoresponder that instantly responds to people when they text message or when they email on something? Okay, you guys are, but you guys are with me. Um, Lila is too. If you investigate Five Street, now I do not have money to pay for everybody's um, uh, follow-up boss. If you guys have heard of follow-up boss, it's amazing. Um, you know, I, I could pay for like two of those subscriptions and my credit card would, would call me, but it is a great tool. If you don't have money for that, see what other product is out there. I like Five Street, it is a realtor.com product, but it works with everybody else. It's cheap, it texts them instantly, it sends them an email message instantly, it's customizable to you, and then that way you're not driving down the road going, oh, I've got to leave, but I know it's gonna get farmed out to somebody else, or I'm not gonna have time to respond, they're gonna go back on another website and find this listing and talk to another agent. It instantly responds to start the dialogue. Do you then have to personally follow up, and you should personally follow up with live, contact absolutely but it starts the process and if you guys are running teams you're going to turn around and be able to do that um, and watch that information if you guys are not using zillow reviews that is key again on zillow there is no way to shove the content directly to you um shove the lead directly to you they're farming them out to three other people plus you regardless of what your brokerage is telling you so go on and look at your own Zillow. If you don't have a lot of reviews, the consumer's gonna automatically go to one of those three people with a lot of reviews and a lot of past sales. Check that out. If you're not using Zillow Video, the live video Zillow Premier uh, client, Zillow Premier Agent app, the Zillow Premier Agent app, that is free for you. You don't have to pay a dime to Zillow ever. Download that and then make sure you have mobile video for everything, every single one of your listings. Um, item 10. Birthdays and housing anniversaries. If you're not personally sending a note right now, get into your CRM and figure out how to get everybody in your database, past clients, current clients, VIPs, send them a personal note. Get them into your CRM. So the part of this is that technology is CRM, but I'm gonna take it out of technology and say you guys cannot rely on Facebook walls anymore when 400 other people wrote on their Facebook wall or a text message when 300 other people sent them a text message today to think that you had some sort of impact on them. 
So send them a personal note. Almost done, guys. Two more things. Greatness trackers and lead trackers. This is item 11. Greatness trackers and lead trackers. I'm going to turn the timer off because I am almost done. Not sure if I get in trouble for that. Um, greatness trackers and lead trackers. You've got to be tracking everything it come, as it comes in. If it, it doesn't happen through your CRM, I'll talk about it later this afternoon. The last and final thing, blogging. We talked about this for years. It went away. Blogging is back. Here's why. Everyone's out there spitting out the happy, and so do I, spit out the picture of me and my client, congratulations, tag them in the post, that's cute, and that's our social media, and our new listings are social media. Media. We have forgotten about the lost art of educating. We have to educate the consumer. Go back to blogging, repurpose it through all your different social media with a link, so that you're sitting there and using this over and over again. Repurposing is key, but content, if I could leave you with one word, content would be key. So I'm over by about a minute. Thank you guys very much, and I'll see you during Q&A. Nick, thank you so much. That was awesome. I'm, I'm late up here because I was taking so many notes, so thank you. I appreciate it. Next up, we have Julian Tillotson. Julian founded Indie Rap Productions in 2010 with a vision of redefining corporate video content that not only understands brand identities and sales processes, but also incorporates the latest in camera technologies. He has collaborated with a wide range of brands, including Motorola, Virgin Brands, Sotheby's Inter International, Acura, Bass Pro Shops, Kimpton Hotel Group, Salesforce, and more. Welcome, Julian. Thank you, thank you. First, I want to thank YPN. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. I want to thank you guys at YPN for having me. Um, Catherine Holbrook from the Matt Laracy Group, thank you very much. She's the one that actually plugged me with YPN and told me about you guys and what you guys are doing, which is awesome. But um, I'm Julian Tillotson um, with Indie Rap Production, founder, executive producer. And what we do is we produce content for corporate, commercial, and real estate. Real estate's actually 50% of our business. Um, and what we do is we build out brand identities, content, and uh, brands overall, um, whether you're a broker, investors, developers, or whatnot. Um, what I'm gonna do today is I, I have a list of questions that members from YPN have put together um, about video. Because video's kind of this unicorn, everybody knows they need it, but not everybody really knows how they need it and how to integrate it into their brand um, and, and so that it's working effectively for you. So I'm gonna blow through these questions. I don't have anything formal put together. I'm not necessarily a formal person. What I am gonna do is give you a lot of knowledge and insight into what this stuff is and how it's gonna work for you and your brand regardless of you know, what you're, who you are. So first question I got is, do you think virtual reality um, will replace an in-person showing of a property? Um, are you guys familiar with Matterport? Yeah. 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 I imagine that that's the virtual reality that everybody's talking about. Um, virtual reality is a big thing right now. Will virtual reality in Matterport replace, you know, in-person showing up a property? Absolutely not. This was the same question that back in 2010 when I first started calling brokers and brokers were like, I'm not interested in video. Um, because a lot of brokers in 2010 thought that video would replace them showing someone a property. When in reality, in 2018, it's actually um, an accompaniment to your marketing materials. Everybody needs property tours and all that. And what virtual reality really is and how you can really use it, um, 
you know, you got your open houses, right? Everybody can't make it to an open house. You might do an open house once a week, twice a week or whatnot. When in reality, when with virtual reality Matterport, you can promote these things seven days a week whenever you can. Somebody can actually go on and walk to this house. And unlike a property tour, someone in their own time can actually stop and really look into what this property is. Look at that corner, look at that bathroom, look at those granite countertops, look at that molding, you know, or if you're, if you're selling multifamily uh, apartment buildings, walk through this, walk through this multifamily, um, you know, uh, amenity space. And what that's gonna do is, it's gonna answer a lot of their frequently answered questions, frequently asked questions. Um, and it's also gonna help drive the buying process forward. You know, um, a lot of the times I'm sure you guys get the same questions. What does this look like? How much is this gonna cost? What is this gonna do? Do you guys have this? And by the time someone looks at this Matterport tour of virtual reality, they're gonna be able to, when they get to you, they're gonna be able to, they're gonna be a lot further along in the buying process and you're gonna to get to that sale or that lease a lot faster. So um, that's that. What second question, what are some straightforward ways to incorporate video into real estate marketing? How do you get started with video basically? I tell this to brokers, developers, and just brands in general that we work with. You gotta kinda, you know, everybody knows they hear the thing video and content. But what you gotta do is really put yourselves in your clients, your audience's shoes. So when someone's looking for you as a brand, if they're looking for a broker, what's the first thing they're gonna wanna know? Who is this person? What are y'all about? What do they sound like? Are they trustworthy? Do I wanna do business with this person at all? And the first thing you're gonna wanna have as a brand, cause you're all brands in this room, the first thing you're gonna wanna have is a, what's called a brand overview or profile about who you are. And you know, so if I'm Googling you, you know, hey, I need a broker in the 60622 Wicker Park area code, and you come up as a video versus a bunch of text organic listings, I wanna click that video because that's gonna to get to me a lot faster. People absorb video a lot faster. Attention spans don't exist anymore, let's be honest. If somebody goes to your site and you got a 15, 15 paragraph bio that's great and all, that you have this, that, and the other, you went to this school, you have 10 dogs and you like to hike at night, that's fantastic, but in order to, but you can't promote that, you know, I, ideally you wanna be able to get that across in 30, 60, 90 seconds. A profile video about who you are, what your, your, your brand uh, what proposition is, what your value add is to these people, um, that's gonna drive them to the next step is, how can these people help me? You know what I mean? So, oh, I like this person, she's awesome, he's awesome, how can they help me? Oh, well I promote, or I help sell real estate in these different area codes, I specialize in these different properties, da 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 da. Once they get to that, they again, they're getting to the buying process and once they get to you, as the broker, developer, whoever you are, they're gonna make a buying decision, a sales decision a lot faster. You're just getting them to the point faster. People are able to connect with you. We like, at IndyRap, we like to call it a warm handshake. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's you, you got all these people out here looking for brokers every day. Who do I want to do business with? I like Nick the most because like Nick said, he's got all the content. I've done, everybody stalked whoever they've done business with. And if I'm stalking a broker and Nick's got a ton of content about who he is, what he does, how he can help me, da 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 da, he comes off as very knowledgeable, he's super transparent, and I trust him. So that's the guy I'm gonna do business with. So thinking, you're thinking of yourself from a client's perspective is what you wanna do in creating content behind and answering all those FAQs is what you wanna do first in terms of building out your brand as a, as a real estate broker, developer, investor, whoever you are, brand.
Third question, what are some of the best ways video has been used in real estate? Um, there's a ton of different ways and it really depends. At IndyRep, we have an answer dependent upon what you are. So we work with a lot of brokers and with brokers, again, with the brand overview, you know, a lot of teams come to us and, you know, creating that first face for, for your brand and who you are. Um, the property tour things, the property tours are huge right now because we're able to, we're able to go through properties get aerial footage, get drone footage, or uh, get property footage in the property and cut it into a 60 second piece that you're able to promote on Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. 60 seconds or less, you know what I mean? Um, when we deal with multifamily residential developments, we've done content for probably 60 to 70% of every uh, luxury apartment, uh, what do you call it, development that's went up in the city in the past 18 months. Um, and with those, a lot of those people come to us before the property's even built. They're like, how do I start pre-leasing before this stuff's up? Okay, how do I get this done? And in that case, you have no asset that's built, you got construction going on. So what we, we've done in that case is we've created a story behind what this, what this is gonna be. So we might get an architect involved, the designer involved, what the vision is, create a story behind that. Take the renderings and show the renderings, animate those renderings and you know lifestyle footage of the neighborhood or whatnot and create a story of, about what this is you know selling the vision of the property versus um you know the end asset because it's not there yet and what that's been able to do is is lease up these buildings a lot faster um than just waiting until they're done um uh, what else have we done um in terms of you know we, we were actually a part of one of the largest um space lease ups i don't know if you guys are familiar with the cna building but the cna tower recently moved over on randolph there were 770,000 square feet vacant we worked with newmark grub night frank um, on that deal and we were able to create a piece in seven days that incorporated the vision of what this is 3d walkthroughs of the space flying over in a helicopter neighborhood footage and all that and we were actually a, a, a large part um, in marketing this to actually get that deal done with Northern Trust, who will be taking that space over and leasing up that 770,000 square feet. So whether it's a condo, whether it's a skyscraper, whether it's residential development, whether you're leasing, whether you're selling, whether you're buying, creating brand content for yourself, there is a way. It's just not one video. It's not, yo, I need to put this video out. What are, what's the video for? What's the end goal with this? Who, who's the viewer? How do I want this to affect them? What do I want them to take away from this and what am I trying to get out of this as a brand? How is this gonna benefit me? These are the things that you wanna think about um, when you're creating content. Think of one question for right now. Video can feel daunting. How did you break it down into, how do you break it down into something more manageable? It's kinda what I just you know explained there. Um, it's really breaking down your brand goals and doing one thing at a time. Um, and not just putting out, a lot of people too, they just wanna start creating all this content and what turns into is trash because it's not really, there, there's different le uh, levels of this. So you have the, the documentary content stuff that I'm sure all of you guys are familiar with. You know, we all follow the Casey Neistats and the Gary V's and all of that. But at the end of the day, until someone actually understands your value proposition and who you are as a brand, none of that stuff matters. So again, you gotta reel it back a bit. Who am I? What is the persona that I'm trying to put out there? You know, and how do I wanna educate these people before they even take the time to actually follow me 
and then you know look at that content that ongoing content that daily content the insta stories and the stuff that nick had talked about um first they need to know that you're actually somebody of substance that they want to pay attention to because there's a lot of trash out here we all know that there's a lot of content that's just hot air and people are doing it just because it's the cool thing to do and when you can actually add value by using it and actually create something that people can use that's the stuff that people want. People want to be educated. You got to engage, you got to educate, and you have to entertain your audience. You can't just do one. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a three that make content valuable and worth looking at. Um, okay. So this is for a DIY question, I guess. What is the best and most cost-effective filming equipment realtors can use for both cameras and microphones? I mean... At the end of the day, you can use any camera. It's not really, it's not about the camera. It's not about the equipment. It's about what you're doing and, and who you are and the story you're telling. You know, I'm a professional production guy. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we work with brands that don't have time for, to do that. But I understand if you're look, if you're just starting out, you know, understanding, you know, getting a lavalier mic like I'm using right now, this thing, a lavalier mic and a decent camera. You can use your iPhone, but you can have the best camera in the world. But if people can't hear you, or if you're in bad lighting, no one wants to look at you. So understanding what good lighting is and having a great microphone, I would say are the two first things that I would do if I were you guys. Use your iPhone, use your Samsungs. There are great cameras on these. But what people will do is they'll take their camera and they'll, they'll shoot right here where the background's gonna be blown out. You know what I mean? And then. I'm standing under here, this light right here, so I'm gonna have raccoon eyes and bad lighting. So it's just, to, you know, understand your lighting and your audio. It doesn't, it's not very expensive, but if you just wanna get started, if your brand's just starting out, you just wanna start creating content, get a good microphone, figure out what good lighting is, put a, put a light right here, you know what I mean? And make sure there's not light behind you and you'll be, you'll be fine. So um, I got four more questions here, and it looks like I got two minutes and 35 seconds left, so I'm gonna blow through these. Where do you see video taking marketing in the future? Will everything truly become video? It already has, you all see that. Um, should I invest in a fancy camera or just stick with my phone? Do what you gotta do, but at some point in the game when you really start, when, when you're busy, you're gonna need to leverage professionals just how you do for photo, for video. I can, you know, as a professional, you know, real estate content creator, we can come in and knock out a property tour in 15, 20 minutes and have it turned around in 24 to 48 hours where you're out there trying to sell or gain buy, get buyers or whatever you're trying to do. You don't have time for that. So leveraging a professional company like anyone, you know, we're all independent contractors and you're all are, you all are small businesses. So, you know, you are experts at selling, buying, you know, and educating people about real estate. You shouldn't be spending your time doing this. And that's what we're for. But when you get, until you get to that level, you can do your thing uh, with your iPhone or whatnot. Um, what a great, what do great video open click and watch statistics look like? How do I know what a successful video looks like? There's no such thing. A successful video is, uh, I mean, that's your opinion. Um, a successful video for me is something that drives people to the end goal, to your call to action. You know what I mean? There's a lot, uh, we, we see this all the time. Is a successful video something that's got a million likes? You tell me. I mean, there's a lot of trash out there for you. If you're looking to just be entertained, sure. But as a brand, as a professional, 
is that video driving the person closer to the contract, to that sale, to you getting paid? If it's not doing that, then what are you really doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's be honest here. Is it driving them from point A to point Z faster? Is it slowing you down? Is it making you look bad? Is it, is it helping you get your story across to them? Is it creating the transparency that you should be creating in order to promote your brand out there? Um, 31 seconds, last question. How do I make my video stand out? By being yourself. Um, if, you're, if you're the uh, quiet, introverted person and um, you're, you're really in your head, not in a bad way, but some people just start out there like, like this, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if you're that person, you shouldn't be, don't think you gotta go on video and, hey, hi, I'm such and such. There's no formula for this, be yourself. People can see through BS faster than anything these days because there's so much content out there. So the moment you become something other than yourself, people are gonna tune out. You know what I mean? So just be yourself, there's no formula. Don't try to be like the next person. There's too many people trying to be this person, so the moment you become yourself and be, your, and that's it, and you stand out and that transparency's there, you've gained their attention. Because there's so much trash, lies, and everything else out there, as you can, always can see if you open up your Facebook and Instagram feeds. So transparency is key with video. Um, that's all I got. Thank you, Julian, that was amazing. I feel like we all really learned a lot and I'm sure have some questions coming up. So we're inviting Nick back up here for a 15 minute Q&A. So does anybody have any questions? I have a question. I have one for Julian. So when we're talking about videos, bio videos, things of personal brand recognition, what kind of an investment should brokers be expecting to make if they want a high quality video like the kinds that you produce yeah um it really depends um you know range, range wise it's gonna you're gonna be start with with indie rap we're gonna you're not gonna be any less than about 1500 you know any and it can go up to 25,000 30,000 it really depends on time and locations for us you know there's a there's a lot of brokers that just want to sit talk and tell their story and there's other brokers that want to go out there plan out 10, 20 different locations, show them walking into a listing, show them flying somewhere, show them driving down the street, show them meeting with a buyer, show their sales process, show their buying process. So with production, it really just depends on how many days is it gonna take, how long is it gonna take to do, how many cameras are we gonna need, that kind of stuff. So there's no one, uh, there, there's no one answer for that. You know what I mean? So it really depends on how in-depth and creative you wanna get, because we like to get creative. Great, thank you. Anybody else have questions? I'm sure somebody's got one. Yes. So I, I have sort of two questions and for either one of you. Um, in terms of like blogging and then video, either one, um, I always find personally, I cannot read a long email, nor can I read a long blog, nor can I watch a long video. So in terms of timing, what do you, I mean, do you suggest in terms of like, when you're putting out content, timing, and then also how you do it? Storytelling, um, is that like a successful thing that you should kind of dig and learn into how to do that to basically keep people interested in any content that you're 
So, I mean, a couple different things with this. And uh, first of all, I agree with him. You know, there are, you know, beautiful things you can make, and there are things that are educational that may not be so beautiful. So you've got to play to different audiences and get people's attention with something that's gorgeous and sexy and quick. You know, I've heard the minute and a half to three minute rule for more, uh, for some things, 30 seconds for like if you're gonna do a quote unquote commercial feel to something. Um, people are not gonna even watch a property video for five minutes, so you've gotta keep it quick. That being said, I'm going from, that's the stuff that I'm doing to grab people's attention, but here's where we're gonna go further in my blog or in my vlog, whatever you wanna call it. Um, and I'm going in for five, 10, 15 or 20 minutes. I have one with one of my favorite lenders. We went on for 21 minutes about low money down programs. We're gonna go back and do one on rehab loans. You know, education that, quite frankly, there's a lot of questions. Sometimes it's live Q&A back and forth if you're doing it a format on Facebook Live. So there are things people dive into and I watch on YouTube the statistics. People watch them all the way beginning to the end, but they're not gonna do that if you're putting it on Facebook and saying, hey, get, in, you know, get interested for 30 seconds. They'll watch for 30 seconds and close it down. Yeah, again, it's it, like Nick said, and you gotta engage them, then you educate them with, with the other stuff. Um, but a rule for us, usually when, we, when we're cutting content for these brands is 30, 60, 90. Um, you know, and, that, and it's very loose, but your 90 is your, is your longer form, or if we create something for two minutes, but we usually cut something down, if, you, if you're gonna create blog content or story-related content, cutting something down to 60 and 30 seconds is, is, is good as well, because it depends, when it comes to paid ads and things like that, targeting that, obviously Instagram has a 60 second cutoff, so you know you can't upload a whole 90 second video, it needs to be cut down into 60 seconds for that, you know what I mean? Or subtitling content for LinkedIn, because a lot of the times people are watching content with the sound off at work. So these are things that you have to keep in, uh, keep in mind, so when you create one piece of content, that one piece of content can actually be chopped up into three, four, five, six different pieces of content um, for your different platforms that you're promoting on. And one more thing that I'm doing that I think might be of interest to some people is that there are people that will sit there and watch a video, you know, all the way to beginning to the end. There are people that want what was in that video in writing. So what I do is now when I do something on Facebook Live, I download it to my computer, I spit it out to YouTube. But when I'm doing a Facebook Live, I'm working from an outline. So a lot of times I'll either have my laptop open like I did up here, or I've got it in front of me if I'm doing an interview or we have some notes, me and the other person I'm using as a guest, because a lot of times I have guests. That outline then very quickly can be turned into a LinkedIn article. And what that is is use the LinkedIn publishing feature and you can create a list of, of a library of articles. So they've got it in writing at the bottom of that LinkedIn published article, then you can insert the video from YouTube. So you can sit there and go, you wanna watch it? Click on it. You wanna read it and cut and paste it or steal the content, you know, whatever. Then you've got it on, on writing. So I'm working with both styles because a lot of people, they won't watch a video all the way through or they won't read something all the way through. But if you give them both options in one venue, you're kind of giving them everything. Any other questions out here? What is the best way to generate a lead with a video? If I want to leave from here today, take my phone now, call one of you, how can I make money from the video today? How are you using video right now? Facebook. Uh, what does that content look like? Ha <laughs> ha 
that's it's, you're being honest. Um, what is that? Are you involved in that content? What, give me an idea of what that content is. What are you putting out there? Some content is about me. Some content is where I am. Some content is projects that we're working on. It's views of the city. It's you know a variety of different things. Okay, and is but I'm a, not generating leads from them. Gotcha. Is all of this content related to you as a brand or your personal? Because a lot of the times people mix the two, and that's that could be an issue. Say that again. It's the brand. It's the brand. Okay. And where what where is all of that content driving the viewer? Do you have a call to action at the end, or are you just putting content out? You know, when somebody watches this video, what's the call to action? What's the next step? Hey, thanks for watching this video of me at this development. For more information, go here. You got to have a call to action. You got to drive them somewhere. You got to lead them. It's really about um, uh, navigation. Somebody's going to go to Google. When they find you, who is this guy? What is he all about? How can he help me? If you can't answer those questions, they're going to look for somebody who can. So if you're looking to build your brand out, those are the questions. Think about all the FAQs, frequently asked questions that people ask you every day, 10, 100 times a day. Put that in a video format so that when it gets to you, they know that you know exactly what you have or what you're doing, and you have answers that are canned and, you, you know, and precise, and that you're not answering them 100, 10, 100 times a day. And that by, by the time they get to you, A, you're an expert, and B, they're ready to do business with you because they like you, they trust you, and you've created that transparency that you're supposed to as a brand. Here would be my suggestion on that. Two things. Number one, if you're looking for buyers, go out, make a video real quick, and say, hey, interest rates are going up. Inventory is starting to slim down even further. We think this is going to affect affordability. If you want to buy, now is the time. Call me immediately and send that to people. You can literally send it on, on your phone, from your phone to their phone. Get a video out there. Get that out to people immediately. For anybody that's bought through you or you know owns a home, same thing, same, same conversation. Inventory is critically low. We feel like prices uh, are about you know where they're they're about the, at their peak probably, and uh, they have we have interest rates that are going up, which may affect affordability. If you want out, this would be the time. If you want this money that uh, you built up in appreciation, now would be the time. Contact me immediately. I've got a uh, a CMA I'd like to send over to you. Set up appointments. I'm just curious. Do you guys have an opinion on multiple Facebook accounts? I think those of you guys that connect with me know the answer to this. Um, I have, um, I, I, I'll tell you, on LinkedIn, anybody that adds me, I connect with you unless you're going to spam me and be crazy. Um, Facebook, I have a personal page. Um, we all got into this and YPN was really starting to, to build up. I know some people that were coaches out there from some companies, including mine, they were like, oh, you gotta have a business page. Don't mix business and personal. They're gonna be in your car for two to three hours at a time. They're gonna figure out who you are. If they're a seller, they're, you're gonna eat at their kitchen table or hanging out with them, talking about their house. They're gonna figure out who you are. So um, no one's going on the business pages as your friend and deciding to work with you. People are going on your personal pages and relating to you. Someone said, I think you said it, they're sitting out there and they're digging stuff up. So make sure your personal page is clean, but guess what? That's where people live. Your business page is only used to boost things beyond your existing database of people. So I've got 5,000 people on my Facebook. Most of them, I think at this point, I either know by name or maybe by their face, unless their picture is somebody that you know, doesn't look like them at all anymore. My business page, though, is reaching out to everybody in the neighborhood when I have an open house. Everybody when I have a new listing in that neighborhood, because guess what, I can't know that many people. 
So I've got to blast out beyond my natural database. So my natural database lives on my Facebook personal page, my business page, if you guys want to look at it, it's Team Libert, all one word. My business page um, lives there solely for the purpose of getting my content out to the general community beyond my database. What Nick said? 